Welcome, listeners, to our Oscar series review of Milk. My name is Harvey Milk, and I'm here to recruit you. If homosexuals are allowed their civil rights, then so would prostitutes or thieves or anyone else. Forty years old, and I haven't done a thing. I'm not going to be forced out of San Francisco by social deviants and incorrigibles. We need one of our own in office. We can have a revolution here. I don't do losing. So Milk is a 2008 American biographical film based on the life of gay rights activist and politician Harvey Milk, who was the first openly gay person to be elected to public office in California as a member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. This is directed by Gus Van Sant, written by Dustin Lance Black, stars Sean Penn as Harvey Milk, and Josh Brolin as Dan White, the city supervisor who assassinated Milk, and the mayor at the time, George Moscone. So the idea for the film on Harvey Milk started after the release of the 1984 documentary of his life and the aftermath of his assassination titled The Times of Harvey Milk. In early 1991, Oliver Stone was planning to produce this, but not direct it. Why? Why wouldn't you just direct it? If you care that much about it to want to produce it, He's a director. Direct things. 1991, maybe he was, what was that, JFK at that time? Yeah, he was probably pretty busy with JFK. Yeah. He did write a script for this film, though. He called it The Mayor of Castro Street. But in July 1992, Gus Van Sant was signed on with Warner Brothers to direct this film with Robin Williams in the lead role. Oh, shocking. Obviously, they work together with uh, Goodwill Hunting, yeah. which is the only thing I can name that Gus Van Sant has done. Uh, he did Elephant, a film I watched earlier on in the year, which I didn't like. Fair enough. Other actors who were considered for the role of Harvey Milk at that time were Richard Gere, Daniel Day-Lewis, Al Pacino, and James Woods. I mean- <laughs> Any of those? When you compare them to Penn and when you see the real footage of the guy, what he looks like, I mean, physically, Sean Penn looks much more like him than any of them by a long, long way. Daniel Day-Lewis would have done what he had to do to become Harvey Milk. Yeah, I get that. I have no doubt, but like- <laughs> You look like Al Pacino yeah. or Richard Gere. You can't see him doing this They're just this the big role. names at the time. Yeah, they are. But that all fell through when Gus Van Sant parted ways with the studio. So it went on the back burner until April 2007, when Gus Van Sant was looking to direct again based off the new script by Dustin Lance Black. While at the same time, Brian Singer was developing The Mayor of Castro Street, that old script that Oliver Stone had, but had been in development hell at that time. Which is weird. Like, it's... It's the same story. I wonder what the big difference was. It's an Oliver Stone piece, maybe. There's a- Different studios. Yeah. Not wanting to fund it. But by the following September, Sean Penn was attached to play Harvey Milk and Matt Damon was going to play Dan White. I mean, yeah, sure. That would work. So by November, Focus Features had moved forward with Gus Van Sant's production, while Singer's project ran into trouble with the writer's strike. So in December 2007, Josh Brolin, Emile Hirsch, Alison Pill, and James Franco had joined the cast, with Brolin replacing Damon as Dan White. And Milk began filming on location in San Francisco in January 2008. It was unlucky there for Mr. Singer. Your writer's strike got him. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to comment on, on that, so... Yeah, that, what he deserved. that poor guy. Piece of shit. Yeah. Looking at the role of Scott Smith, which was eventually taken by James Franco. You know, when you mentioned Damon before, I thought that was the guy that he would be playing. Bradley Cooper auditioned for that role. Yeah. And Chris Evans auditioned for the role. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, both of those. They're went, fine. Yep, yeah, went to James Franco in the end. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Cinematography by Harris Savides, who you probably know most notably for Zodiac. Of course. Yeah. Now, like the cinematography on Zodiac? No, it looks really good, yeah, Zodiac. Yes, it does. And with a runtime of 128 minutes, this has a tagline of his life changed history, his courage changed lives. A little play on the life. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. 
I mean, it's a biopic about a politician, so it can't be too outlandish and exciting. But that's, yeah, it's a nice little uh, play, as you called it. It's yes. good. So in the United States, Milk was given a limited release on November 26 in 2008 and expanded to the additional theaters to the maximum of 882 screens. With a budget of $20 million, it grossed $32 million in America and worldwide grossed $55 million. They must be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, this type of movie, not that's pretty good. I think more than doubling your money on a movie like this, you'd be you'd be laughing. Well, it made an extra eleven million in revenue from the DVD sales a couple of months later. You and your DVD sales, where are you getting these new this new tidbit I that you're so up- proud of? You're just like, ooh, DVD sales. No one talks about that. Why don't you Google DVD sales and type in a movie? That's what you, that's where you get the trivia. Does that account for Blu-rays though? Like, no. Do you, what if what if there's movies that were released around the time that Blu-ray was coming in? Are you factoring in both Blu-ray and DVD sales? Yeah, sure. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> So the film appeared on many critics' top 10 lists of the best of 2008. How many? <laughs> Movie City News shows Who are these people? <laughs> that the film appeared in 131 different top 10 lists out of 286 different critics' lists surveyed, the fourth most mentions on a top 10 list of the films released in 2008. Really? Yes. Must have been a rough year for film. You're getting your thoughts out now, aren't you, mate? <laughs> Well, why are you surprised about this? This this was nominated for Best Picture. Do you not think it was going to be high up on people's top ten list? No. No, I did not. <laughs> well, after the film? What what came out in 2008 that, that's good? The Dark Knight? Yes. There Slumber you go. There. Iron Man. The Incredible <laughs> Hulk. Now we're talking. <laughs> MCU prick. <laughs> yeah, keep on going with these awards and accolations, mate. The film received four nominations at the Spirit Awards that year. It got eight nominations at the Critics' Choice Awards. Sean Penn got the Golden Globe nomination for Best Actor. Three nominations in the Screen Actors Guild Awards. It won Best Original Screenplay at the Writers Guilds Award that year. Four BAFTAs and eight Academy Award nominations. Tied for third that year with The Dark Knight. Wow. Yes. Got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Josh Brolin. His only nomination he's ever had. Really? Yeah. I thought he would have nominated for W. Infinity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> w. That's what I meant. <laughs> That's what you were trying to say. <laughs> I got nominated for Best Director, Film Editing, Costume Design, Best Original Score by Danny Elfman. Do you know who Danny Elfman is? Yeah. He's a very famous composer. Elaborate. He makes the scores for many films. Well, why don't I put you out of your misery, mate? Lots of Tim Burton films, including 89 Batman. Of course. Danny Elfman. <laughs> You're so full of shit. You had no idea. You you wouldn't have even... I would have said Danny Elfman. Batman! That guy. I know that guy. <laughs> no, he did many scores, including Men in Black, Spider-Man, and the original Mission Impossible. And, of course, this film was nominated for Best Picture, losing, of course, to Slumdog Millionaire. But it did win two that year. Best Original Screenplay. And Best Actor for Sean Penn, beating out Richard Jenkins in The Visitor, Frank Langella in Frost Nixon, Brad Pitt in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. Thoughts? Shit year for uh, acting, Best Acting nominations. I personally probably would have given it to Mickey Rourke, though. I'd have to watch The Wrestler again, but... Good film. It is a fantastic film. Good performance. But this does have an average of 7.5 over 157,000 ratings, the lowest of the five Best Picture nominations that year. Ah, Mm. it's all uphill from here then. Well, depends on what we do next. Maybe we go up a little bit and then go back down on the next one. You never know, except I do, because I know what the the ratings are. I'm so jealous of you right now. (laughs) Well, I mean, you can catch up. You can go look at the ratings and be on par. No, I'm good. I like to keep it a surprise so that when you say all this stuff, it's all new to me as well. (laughs) (laughs) 
right, like we said, this is the lowest of the best picture nominations that year. Why don't we see if it's our lowest best picture nomination that year? Let's get into it, mate. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything over on patreon.com slash imdbjourney. And we've got over 50 bonus episodes over there too, including various film series like the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series. We've also gone through some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino. That's right. There's also tons of other benefits too. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put up on the regular. Yeah, exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down. And Dean said it's spot on patreon.com slash imdbjourney. Go ahead and head on over there and check out all the rewards and benefits we have to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all. 